Hey everyone, this is Adam Ellenboss from Nightlight Astrology, and we are back today to take a look at Mars and Neptune again, but this time we're going to take it through all of the whole sign house placements uh, according to your rising sign so that you can get a feel for where that square is connecting one last time. And we're doing this because although it's a pretty fast moving transit, relatively speaking, um, it has a history. We know that we have seen a few passes of Mars and Neptune already. And so it felt to me like revisiting this one and just reminding you of where these planets are in your birth chart right now. It's a little bit of a Mars retrograde horoscope reprise, you could say, but now on the direct side, hitting Neptune one more time, maybe it's important to put those two houses together and uh, uh, see how they're interacting, especially uh, over the course of this weekend and early next week. So I just decided we would do it now instead of next week, because that gives you a little bit more prep time over the weekend as the transit is also perfecting. All right. Well, so, and you'll also have to tell me, I'd love to hear any stories that you guys have to share about this transit or Saturn's entrance into Pisces. Um, but before I say uh, how to share the story, let's start with the basics. If you haven't already, like and subscribe helps the channel to grow. Share your comments in the comment section. You can find a transcript of any of my daily talks on the website, which is nightlightastrology.com. If you do have a story about Saturn, Saturn entering Pisces this week or the Mars-Neptune dynamic or really any other um, transit that you want to tell us about, use the hashtag grabbed or email us your story grabbed at nightlightastrology.com. So um, th those are the easiest ways that you can uh, share your story with us and we... Uh, aggregate those and do storytelling episodes once in a while. I think we're probably close to do up for another one. We'll see. I wanted to wait until some of these big uh, ingresses happened um, to capture some of those stories. Uh, so we'll see how this, maybe we'll have one ready to go after Saturn enters as entered Pisces recently. Okay. Well, um, <clears throat> what I'm going to do to start with is um, if you have just, I'm just going to remind you for those of you who are not familiar with this archetypal combination, this is not going to be a talk that covers their archetypal combination because I did that yesterday. So if you need to prior to watching these horoscopes, go back to yesterday's video and just check out uh, what we had to say about some of the themes that you could watch for and the timeline of the entire Mars and Neptune sequence. So Mars entered Gemini in August and it was, you know, October, November that it started moving through the square for, through forward motion and then eventually through retrograde motion uh, in November after it turned retrograde around Halloween. So um, there's been quite a back and forth between these two planets. And so I explained that timeline and some of the major themes involved in the archetypal um, uh, square between uh, Mars and Neptune. So watch that video if you haven't already. And then we'll go into... Um, this next piece here where we're just going to look at the house placements, give you a feel for what topics should be activated based on your um, rising sign.
Okay, so let's begin with the sign of Aries. We're gonna, you can, again, you can watch this for uh, sun or rising sign if you tend to watch uh, one versus the other for horoscopes um, or listen to. So um, either way, and I'm gonna just go through some key words. I'm not gonna do a super deep treatment. I just want some to kind of stimulate uh, what should be at this point a reminder because we've done this horoscope before. Uh, and in fact, if you go back and look at Mar the Mars, the previous Mars um, Neptune videos that I did this fall in my archives, you could find deeper treatment of this. So this is just meant to kind of re-stimulate your awareness and um, point you in the right direction. So Aries rising, Mars has been in your third, and now it's making a square to Neptune in the 12th. A lot of this has to do with the mental and emotional environment, speech, communication, mind, technology, travel, possibly the topic of siblings, or different kinds of irritants in your mental or in your physical environment. Uh, and you're talking about the square to Neptune in the 12th house activating some elements of the unconscious. You can't see what's in the 12th house. And so I would look at this and think to myself, okay, I wonder what kinds of uh, patterns of mental or emotional stress or turbulence uh, um, or pat patterns of um, conflict and communication are coming up right now for you to uh, look at, maybe do some healing work on, um, and and learn from. So that's my that's for my Aries, it's kind of the environment of mind and the unconscious. All right, for Taurus rising, we're taking these two planets and we're putting them in the second and the eleventh. This is about the cultivation of resources, whether those are physical skills and attributes or things that you can do to build a business, uh, development of themes around money and assets and wealth. Um, and it's also about groups and communities, allies and, and um, larger uh, collectives that you're a part of. <clears throat> you may be looking at connections between money, finances, friends and allies and a shifting set of priorities around how you want to spend your time money, energy, or resources. You could also be looking at different kinds of collaborative efforts, which ones are worth it and which ones are not. Uh, and you could also be looking at what are you trying to build, grow, or cultivate in terms of long-term dreams, things that require sacrifice and effort, uh, and so forth. Also, don't be deluded around different um, kinds of enterprises that you know over-promise and, and under-deliver. Those are some things that come to mind for my Tauruses. For Geminis, this is Gemini sun or rising. We're looking at Mars in the first, Neptune in the 10th. It's about your body. It's about your mind. It's about your personality. It's about self-development. It's about individualizing, uh, individuating. And it's connected through Neptune in the 10th house to your career. So personal and professional development, physical, personal assertiveness, uh, transformation of mind and body, uh, personality, and um, maybe some shifts as you are changing in relation to what you do for a living or how you work or where you work or something like that. Um, also, the question of sacrifice, what's worth it and what isn't, what is or is not worth your time um, and effort and energy uh, in terms of, especially in terms of the workplace, those are things that come to mind for my Geminis. All right, let's go forward and put Cancer on the Ascendant. And <clears throat> for Cancer, we're looking at 
Mars in the 12th and Neptune in the 9th. And so it is very possible that some of what we're looking at here has to do with um, the themes of religion and beliefs, uh, ideological or philosophical, ethical, moral, or religious concerns. <clears throat> Neptune in the ninth points us toward the topics of the higher mind and beliefs, religion, and learning. And Mars in the twelfth is really, on, on some level, it's about the kind of unconscious patterns that we have um, mentally and emotionally in relation to uh, that area of life. You know, for example, do we tend to believe things that help us or that are secretly harming us? Uh, do we tend to adopt beliefs that are, um, you know, not somehow that we are at odds with within ourselves? Uh, do we have a clear understanding of why we believe what we believe? Or do we have a clearly developed moral or spiritual compass? Um, what are we studying and what is our mind interested in? Um, or what should we be paying more attention to that's maybe um, developing uh, outside of our, it's sort of in our periphery and we need to be aware of things that are ideas, especially thoughts, ideas, and patterns of mind and speech that are growing in the unconscious, subtly starting to shape or reorient our entire belief system. And that can happen subtly, especially when we're not being consciously engaged with the, the topic of our mind and our belief system. Um, so it is some interaction between the unconscious and the religious spiritual uh, area of life or, um, you know, uh, changing or shifting patterns of mind, thought, intellectual outlook and so forth. Um, there could also be questions about how our higher beliefs lead us to sacrifice or care for something uh, that's bigger than ourselves, especially maybe people or things that are suffering. Uh, okay, so that is for my cancers out there. Let's go to Leo. So for Leo, we're looking at Mars in the 11th house and Neptune in the 8th house. So we're touching on the areas of um, groups, friends, allies, communities. And we're also talking about the place of shared resources uh, and karmic contracts with other people. And so I wonder about the dissolution of various bonds uh, that have tied us together with other people or groups and the need to exit or leave those or the some kinds of conflicts. Maybe they're more mental than they are uh, like literal or external, but maybe there's inner conflicts that we're facing that are causing us to want to dissolve or, um, uh, you know, transform various uh, social connections or bonds. It's also about what kinds of resources we may need or which ones we are deprived of, especially through friends and communities. We could be looking at charitable things, uh, loans, or people who want to do something special but need some kind of help to do it. Um, could also be that this combination uh, has us recognizing the inherent um, weakness or inefficiency or um, uh, lack that some group of people uh, uh, have, maybe we can help fill a need, or maybe it's about something they lack that is an indication for us that we shouldn't be a part of that group any longer. Um, those are some of the things that come to my mind at any rate. You could also see conflicts over resources within groups, communities, friends, and so forth. All right, let's put Virgo on the ascendant, which now brings Mars into the 10th house. And it brings in Neptune into the seventh. So now we're looking at the connection between the uh, professional house, the house associated with our vocation and our actions and endeavors and ambitions in the world, and the seventh house, which is a place of love and relationships. 
this could be a moment uh, where you're, and maybe again, so all of this has history. Maybe there's been a process that you've been going through uh, around, you know, work and love. Um, have have you been forced to make decisions between your professional ambitions and the needs of a partner? Um, have have you found yourself at a crossroads between um, what you're doing and what your ambitions are and what your relationships with other people are requiring or asking of you? So I could see there being professional sacrifices for the sake of relationships. I could also see there being sacrificing of relationships for the sake of professional ambitions. It could kind of go in either direction. Um, I also like this as collaborative efforts with other people or meaningful ways of partnering with people to pursue ambitions and maybe professional development. So those are some of the things that come to my mind with this one. Uh, okay, let's go forward to Libra rising. Now this places Mars and Neptune in the uh, ninth and sixth houses. And this to me is one of the more mission-driven placements um, for Mars and Neptune. Mars and Neptune can always have the, and we talked about this yesterday, they can always have a feeling of a collective heroism, some greater cause that we are a part of, or that I am identifying myself with. Uh, and so where the individual merges into some kind of collective, collective heroic effort. Well, this feels just like that with Mars in the ninth house of beliefs, kind of has the feeling of like a um, you know, a, a little, I like to think of Mars in the ninth, like Joan of Arc. Uh, there's a sense of being driven to war or battle by a mission, uh, voice from God. So the, the compass of our beliefs is pointing your activities uh, in a direction very strongly right now um, for Libras. Uh, and then Neptune in the sixth fuels that drive with a sense of um, great emotional um, convictedness. Uh, or some kind of transcendental sense of mission. The sixth house was also called the joy of Mars, was also associated with martyrs. So this placement in particular makes me feel like we're looking for Libras, they're looking at um, what kind of beliefs are, are pushing you to advocate or defend or protect or, or fight on behalf of something. Um, how are your beliefs uh, developing or changing as you're looking at what is or is not worth the sacrifice. And that's a Mars-Neptune theme, but it's sort of quintessential across the ninth and sixth houses. Uh, okay, let's move on to Scorpio. So if you are a Scorpio, you have this coming across the fifth and eighth house axis, uh, which is a place that, um, two places that have a lot to do with the connection between other people in our lives, the soul contracts that we have with other people, often the tangly ones, and the conversation around pleasure and creative fulfillment. So this is the kind of thing where if you're not having fun, you might find that you need to break out of a karmic contract with someone. You could find that if someone's holding you back or represents a blocked creative sexual romantic fulfillment or just joy and happiness that it's not worth being in that relationship any longer and this could represent a breaking point the need to dissolve something that isn't working or face or confront a kind of core level of difference um and so i just also would say that with the, these two placements you could also see look, for the sake of my creative fulfillment or for the purpose of greater joy and happiness, I need to strategically seek out allies that can give me an advantage. 
And um, that that could involve sometimes like a compromises or sacrifices, hopefully not of your integrity, um, or hopefully not that put you into some kind of bind later. Um, so just some things to watch out for there. All right, so let's move on to Sagittarius. Sagittarius takes Mars, puts it into the seventh house of uh, marriage and relationships while Neptune's in the fourth house. So the connection is between family and marriage or home, living environment, uh, marriage and relationships, even sex, marriage and family and patterns that constellate not only in your immediate sphere, but maybe historically in your in your family of origin. Um, you're looking here at the potential topics like divorce or uh, some kind of um, facing of issues in relationships that have their roots in family or conflicts that revolve around living environments or property uh, or trying to strike deals around how to best use property or you know uh, coming to an agreement on a selling point a selling price or something like that so it could be i think almost a feeling of like real estate deals um on some level but then i would say that there's also just uh potential for major differences uh, with you and a spouse that stem from differences in the way you were raised or the culture or background that you come from, uh, that could be a part of it as well. So um, what is worth sacrificing for and what isn't around family, home, marriage, relationships, those are the topics that come to my mind for Sagittarians. All right, let's look at uh, Capricorns. So for my Capricorns out there, we've got the sixth and third coming up. And here I'm wondering about, is there... Like you, you have Mars in the sixth house in a very mental sign like Gemini. The sixth house was the joy of Mars. And you've got Neptune in the third house in a water sign. It makes me feel like there's, if there is the potential to soften a stance, to soften the intensity or edge of your mind, speech, or way of perceiving, thinking, talking, that this would be a, a good transit for that. Finding greater peace, flexibility, and open-mindedness. Uh, especially around things that you feel very passionate about or that you have edgier, sharper um, thoughts, opinions, or judgments about. So I like this as like mental healing and um, softening of the mind, uh, softening of hard edges mentally and, and sort of verbally, healing in relationships where there's been, um, you know, verbal conflict. I also like this as a combination that suggests... Um, you know, some degree of peacemaking in the environment, like there's a need to create vibrations of peace and to let go of old conflicts. Um, the third house is uh, was called the joy of the moon and is associated with our immediate environment and the way that it influences us. And I like Neptune here with the square to Mars just kind of demanding that there be softer healing uh, unity. And that whatever the conflict, the, the struggle that Mars and Gemini is presenting, that there may need to be some degree of letting go. Could also be about understanding subtle and almost invisible levels of stress or tension mentally or environmentally. And, you know, coming to realize those things means you could probably uh, do some work to change it. Uh, so let's go ahead to um, Aquarius rising. This places Mars and Neptune across the fifth and second house axis. And uh, here you have the financial house and a house that is associated with creative fulfillment, joy, happiness, children, pregnancy, romance. It was called the joy of Venus. And it's really just a house that has to do with, um, you know, hey, look, if you're, if you're doing you, you should feel happy. You should feel creatively fulfilled. And 
sometimes the fifth house is like a barometer for whether or not we are being true to ourselves. Because if we are, there should be a sense of natural, spontaneous, creative um, out, output or, or flow. And there should be a, a sense of, um, like, I don't have to be happy 24-7, but there's, some ha there's happiness in my life. There's joy and there's creative fulfillment, romantic fulfillment. There's also, I mean, anything like, you know, that, that associated with children or pregnancy can be associated with this house too. So I could see this as family planning around money, finances, and the, you know, desire to have kids and maybe some difficult conversations about how to prioritize things. Um, you could also look at the connection between five and two and say, how am I allocating my resources based on my creative ambitions, uh, my time? Am I giving myself enough time uh, to be creative? Uh, am I giving myself enough time to have fun? Uh, when I have fun, do I stress myself out? You know, um, And so also I wonder about just a reorientation of our values such that we're honoring the creative spirit within us uh, at a deeper level. And also recognizing the need for there to be some emotional depth behind how we spend our money and our time and um, how we seek creative fulfillment. It needs to be uh, not just thoughtful, but emotionally um, fulfilling. We need to feel good about what we're doing and, and what we're cultivating and how we're using what we have. Um, so finally, Pisces rising, and this places Neptune in the first with Mars in the fourth. So we get the house of, for Pisceans, a uh, house of identity, body, uh, and uh, your sense of individuality, coupled with Mars in the fourth house of home, family, roots, living environment, parents, this could be a moment where looking at different confronting or working with different issues around home or family, which you've been doing for a while. Remember, this has been Mars has been in your fourth house since August, that the exploration of the topics of home, family, parents, family karma, etc., is coinciding once more with the need to change, grow or evolve personally, or you're coming to understand the way in which the environment has shaped you for better or worse, and maybe because of those realizations, you're able to make more meaningful shifts. You're able to address things at home or with family members, uh, or you're able to heal some elements of the past. I would also look at this and wonder, what kind of changes do you need to make in your living environment or you know, where you live or what the setup is like based on um, the way that you're personally evolving and changing? So personal evolution and uh, confronting or working through challenges around living environment, home, family, roots, the past, ancestral karma. These are the kinds of things that come to my mind for Pisces rising. Okay, well, again, the purpose of today's video was just to kind of just touch on those whole sign house topics uh, based on the positions of uh, Mars and Neptune so that you have... Um, you know, just an awareness of what areas of life those two planets are touching on as the transit comes through this weekend and then next week. Um, the transit does not actually, it doesn't perfect fully until um, Tuesday of next week, of March 14th. And so there's there's definitely um, this one, and you'll be, you'll be feeling it starting over the weekend. As soon as Mars gets to within three degrees of Neptune, that's typically when you start to feel it. And that for us is, you know, Wednesday, March 8th, all the way through, uh, really through, um, if you give it a three degree separation range, you know, it takes us all the way through Tuesday, March 21st. So quite a range of, you know, it, Mars moves a little bit more slowly. So 
you get like a full week uh, plus of a week to two weeks really of this transit. So I uh, figure we'd better go into the weekend aware of it or as opposed to, you know, touching on it as like right as it's coming through, which is sometimes almost like thanks, but no thanks. <laughs> you know, it's like I'm already in it, you know, so hopefully this prepares us a little bit anyway. That's what I've got for today. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Share your comments in the comment section. Transcripts of any of my daily talks, as always, can be found on the website, nightlightastrology.com. If you have a story to share, use the hashtag grabbed and tell us how uh, Mars and Neptune showed up for you, maybe this weekend or early next week or Saturn in Pisces. We'd love to hear those stories too. And I look forward to seeing you guys again next week. Take it easy, everyone. Bye.